Welcome to the Traveling Image Makers Podcast, your source of inspiration about travel photography. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we bring you on a tour around the world with our guests. Hello everyone, this is the Traveling Image Makers Podcast and this is your host Hugo Che. Taylor Jackson is a wedding photographer from Canada who at one point decided he wanted to not just see the world but to film it too. So he set out on a trip across the globe and invested $50,000 of his own money to make his dream a reality. From this, the project called A Photographer Inn was born. Listen to my interview with Taylor if you want to know what moved him to embark on this crazy adventure. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Hello. I'm quite well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it, uh, the opportunity to be on the podcast. Uh, you're welcome, and it's a great pleasure to, to have you here. So do you want to, to introduce uh, Taylor Jackson to our audience? Who are you? What's your story as a photographer? Absolutely. Um, so I've been a photographer about 15 years now. Uh, I started out in concert photography, um, bands, music, that type of thing. And then as I got to about uh, 20 years old, um, I'm 30 now, um, as I got to about 20 years old, I saw a bunch of my friends kind of started getting married or started getting close to that age. Um, so at that point, I kind of transitioned slowly into wedding photography. Um, and that kind of took up the past um, maybe eight years of my life. And then um, since then, I've always been taking commercial jobs. They've been uh, kind of all around the world. And then as of the past two years, I started filming this show um, called A Photographer In. Um, and the season or the first season of it is to come out on March 1st of this year, 2016. Um, and I kind of did that in between commercial shoots. So if I was in like um, if I was in Tel Aviv or if I was anywhere in the world, I would take kind of two days and go film something just for myself. And at first they were just little video vlog style things. And then I realized that I kind of needed to put more format into it if I wanted to turn this into a potential career and that this could actually be my life now and what I get paid to do. So that's kind of the stage that I'm at now. Um, I'm full-time professional photographer, I'm still with weddings, commercial, uh, that type of thing. And this is kind of my passion project that I'm hoping to get to the tipping point to bring it over to a full-time career, uh, hopefully sometime this year. Yeah, so I, I got to know you through this uh, a photographer in project, uh, which is a series of, if I understand correctly, um, let me know if I'm wrong, it's going to be a series of episodes that you are going to release starting in March about various uh, stages of a trip around the world that you took. Uh, and uh, yeah, can you tell, maybe let us know what's, uh, what locations you visited yeah, for sure. Um, so the project originally started uh, as it started as a different project. Actually, it was called the Taco Mentary. It was supposed to be uh, a documentary about tacos, which we thought was the most hilarious and most amazing project ever. Um, so the first two episodes we filmed, uh, which is why there's going to be a lot of taco content in the Los Angeles and Las Vegas episodes. Um, from there, we moved to Iceland. Uh, we went to Ukraine. We did Chernobyl. Um, the tour there, which was quite eye opening and just the strangest place to be. Uh, we did Israel, where we did uh, Jerusalem and Bethlehem, and Istanbul. Uh, one of the episodes is in New York City, where we do the coolest thing in New York City, which is the doors off helicopter flight. Uh, highly recommend it if you're ever in New York. Uh, from there, we went over to Asia. We did uh, Tokyo, Kyoto, Hong Kong, and Macau. 
And then we came back home and we figured we needed at least one kind of happy destination, tropical Caribbean place. So we went to the Bahamas where we swam with the pigs, which is another amazing experience that I highly recommend. And when you say we, uh, that's me, you and, uh, and who else? Um, it's a collection of people. It's uh, quite honestly, I just throw out, um, you know, I message to a couple of friends and I'm like, hey, I want to do this. Is anybody interested in coming with me? And usually at least one person is. Uh, I did Iceland, uh, Chernobyl, Israel, Istanbul on my own. Uh, but other than that, uh, either my girlfriend or I guess fiance now, as of a couple weeks ago, uh, Lindsay comes along or uh, one of our other friends, Marshall, Mark. Um, they've kind of helped film throughout the uh, process, but it's a small crew regardless. Uh, yeah, just just like a couple of people in general or just even yes. just you. Yeah. Photographing and uh, <clears throat> shooting video. How long exactly. is each episode going to be? Um, there's no official, uh, since we're not, it's not going to be, um, a specifically TV show. Uh, we don't have to fit a format. So it's kind of however long I feel each episode should be. Uh, and so far they're all kind of in the ballpark of 10 to 20 minutes long. Um, is basically, I just want to put all the good information out there. I don't want to have any like B roll to just kind of fill space and fill time. I'd rather just kind of put all the good, good a stuff out there back to back to back, um, in the episode so that it's entertaining all the way through and, You don't get bored of it halfway through because I'm just trying to buy time. How does it come that a professional wedding photographer who does, if I am got it right, about 50 weddings a year, uh, yep. decides to, to go on a trip around the world to visit all those locations <laughs> to, to shoot videos? Is that something that you always had as a, as a passion in you to, to do travel things? Absolutely. Yeah, it was, um, I always felt that to travel with a purpose was the best way to travel. Like I love going on vacation and just relaxing, but if I can go somewhere and do a creative project, whether that's make a video or uh, I was a music producer a long time ago, uh, make some music, uh, environmental music. I like kind of just going somewhere and just making sounds off of the things that I find like pots and pans or whatever and an Airbnb that we're staying in and putting something together from that. Uh, but it was just kind of something to stay creative while I traveled and kind of keep that purpose. But yes, I do do. Uh, this year I did 65 weddings, um, wow. but I, I have a team. I outsource absolutely everything. So I basically come home from the wedding and my work is done. Um, so that's the only reason that I'm able to actually leave my house in the summer um, doing so many weddings. <laughs> and so you're going to release those, uh, that show, those episodes for free. Yes, uh, that's correct. And um, yeah, but that, that cost you a bit to, to produce and, uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this, is it, are you hoping to, to get some returns uh, from this and maybe getting assignments to, to travel to places uh, and shoot videos and, and so on? Or is it just something that you did because you, you wanted to do it? It was your passion? Or? I think it's important to make kind of the portfolio that you want to sell to the world um, first. So I did that when I was in weddings that I went out and I shot a very specific type of friend. Like I just call the people that I'm like, okay, you look exactly. And you have like the kind of the same style as the weddings that I want to shoot. So I'm doing kind of the same thing with travel where this is the travel show that I want to make. So I'm just going to go make it. And at least I'm going to have something to show like to Nikon or whoever I approach for sponsorships. Or if somebody approaches me, that's cool too. Uh, but at least I have kind of my ideal show already created. Um, so it's hopefully going to be easy enough to scale from there, but yeah, it would be nice to recoup some of the costs. I spent about $50,000 of my own money to make it. So, uh, even like quite honestly, it's, it feels like a vacation still. So 
I'm not upset that I spent that much money. I got so many amazing experiences, uh, but it would be nice to get maybe some of that back at some point, or at least enough to do season two properly as I'd like to do it. Yeah, I see. <clears throat> the, the title of the show is a photographer in, but the show is mostly video. So it, it will feature probably you shooting stills. But yeah. I just wanted to uh, talk a, a little bit about the importance of video nowadays for, for photographers. Uh, and it seems to me that it's becoming more and more important, and especially for, for travel. Having a video portfolio or having some footage to, to show is becoming more and more important for, for photographers. Do, do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, around, I'm going to say maybe five years ago, is when my friends would start coming to me. They're like, how do I get into the photography industry? How do I shoot for commercial clients? How do I uh, shoot weddings? How do I shoot travel? It's like, no, just do video. Um, and I was trying to push people towards that because I knew there was a huge void. And as photography and video kind of continue to collide almost, um, I find that most of my assignments, I'm doing photo and video at them now. Uh, so it kind of makes sense to do this show where I'm, I am shooting stills on the show uh, and showing kind of the photographs that I take, uh, but also usually running the camera, the video camera as well, or maybe having one other person that's able to do that. So it's uh, it's vitally important. And I would say as soon as you kind of understand proper manual photography, at that point, you should start getting into video, whether you're good or bad, uh, just start making it and trying your best and it will really pay off in the future. From my own experience, I know that video can be really difficult. I mean, I'm, I started doing some of it, and I'm <clears throat> I'm really struggling. It took me years to 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 be a half decent photographer, but yeah. video is a, is totally another planet. Do you have any any <laughs> suggestions or uh, what steps would you suggest to somebody who wants to get started with video? What mistakes and pitfalls to avoid? Uh, what kind of equipment to to get to to get started? Um, I would say the most important things for me, I like to keep my kit kind of as simple as possible. And for this show, I pretty much shot everything on um, either a 24 to 70 uh, VR IS lens. Um, so when you handhold it, it just kind of removes that little bit of like digital SLR shake that you'll get if you don't have a stabilized lens. Um, I think that's the most important thing that if you're going to handhold anything, you need some sort of stabilized lens. If you're on a prime that doesn't have that, then get it on a tripod or um, a monopod or anything like that. So we're talking a DSLR? Yes. Yeah, that, that's uh, what you use to... Uh, mm-hmm. What about audio? I hear that audio is, uh, is really important when you're shooting video, at least if you have uh, talking people in the, in the video and so on, unless it's completely overdubbed with music or anything yeah. so any particular suggestions or tips in this uh, in this area um as you know audio is an entirely that there's as much that you can learn about video you can learn that much about audio as well mm-hmm. um and i found that the simplest that i can do it uh on the show i either use a rode video pro mic i think it's called video pro um it's just the black one it's a little shotgun mic that goes on top of your digital slr um i use that one that one's fantastic if I was totally off camera far away, uh, I do have a little Sennheiser wireless pack. And again, it just kind of attaches the hot shoe and just goes right into uh, the micro port um, on the camera. And between those two, I found that as long as you're aware of your surroundings and your environment and you're using the right microphone at the right time, uh, it comes out pretty good. And I guess by right microphone, right time, uh, 
the one the Rode Video Pro mic is a shotgun mic, which is kind of more directional, so that if there's something happening behind the microphone, it won't pick it up as mm-hmm. much, um, and it'll just pick up what's directly in front of it. Whereas my wireless pick or my wireless kit is um, omnidirectional, so it just kind of picks up everything that's in the area. So if you're like in the Grand Bazaar in Turkey, that you get all of that kind of ambient noise as well as your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ma- other key is just get the microphone as close to the audio as possible that you'd like. The audio source. Right. I mean, the, yeah. the, the audio source, right, and the person speaking. And, uh, mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Okay, talking of uh, something different, uh, you have some, uh, uh, an ebook, I think, about traveling the world for nearly free with your camera. Yeah, I do. Can, can you tell us a bit, some, give us some secrets What's the what's that about? Um, How do you get <laughs> if you can just spill the beans a little? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so it's an ebook. I I forget where it is. I'll get, I'll send you a link so people can find uh, it at least. Yeah, yeah. You, you it, will. Add, I got it. Okay. I downloaded it. But I will. Uh, we will put a link in the in the blog post. Uh, Sounds good. That goes together with this. Yeah. So the main secret with it is that um, basically you just want to find people that are open to exchanging your value, and your value is either photography or video. Uh, in exchange for their value, which is a place to stay or a cool experience. And usually there's kind of a middle middle section that you can meet there where you're not paying full price for something. Sometimes things are comped, um, especially if it's a group trip and you're just one more person to put on a bus or one more person to put on a boat. Um, people are very willing to help you out, especially if you have any sort of YouTube audience or social following. Um, so that's kind of the main key is just don't be afraid to just email people and be like, hey, this is what I do. Here's my portfolio. Here's what I've done for maybe one client in the past. And I would love to do something for you. Uh, can we meet somewhere in the middle price-wise? Um, something like that. And usually usually, it's something's available uh, as long as you kind of aim for the mo- more boutique hotels and the ones you can actually talk to the general manager. Uh, if you're approaching Hilton or somewhere like that, there's going to be a thousand people to go through to actually get approval on it. Uh, but if you can find the person that can actually approve the request, uh, that's kind of the key. And you can usually find them on Twitter, as strange as it is. Mm-hmm. I, from reading your ebook or uh, reading somewhere else on your blog, uh, I take that you're not, I mean, m- many photographers have uh, this kind of, uh, I would not say knee jerk reaction, but some get upset when you mention the idea of uh, shooting or doing work for, for free. Mm-hmm. But I, I think you you touched on that briefly, and uh, your point is that sometimes it's uh, uh, you, you're doing something for for free. I mean, at least in monetary terms, you don't get a monetary compensation. But what you get out of uh, offering to shoot for free for some people might be more valuable, and in this case, might be the offer to uh, to cover travel expenses to to go to some place when so you can build your portfolio. Uh, and you can get people, even if you don't have yet a portfolio, by offering to to, to basically shoot for free, then you can use that to build your portfolio. Exactly. And you're not necessarily shooting like the commercial stuff that a hotel would hire a commercial photographer to come in and do. You're just kind of taking your vacation pictures, but uh, maybe spending a little more effort to make them a little more perfect. And you can definitely... Uh, tell the hotel, like, here's, I'll allow you to use four of the images for social media or four of them for print or wherever your boundary is on that. Um, you can definitely kind of work within that and uh, have a conversation about that. Um, another thing you mentioned uh, before is social media. 
and uh, I think uh, you will agree with me, and uh, that's what also what you mentioned in your ebook is the importance of social media to to get more exposure, to get uh, be seen by potential customers or people you want to to network with and collaborate with. So social media nowadays is a big thing. Uh, and it's a bit difficult to to know where to start from or where to focus one's efforts. So we have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, where it's all at? Where 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 should where should people know? Uh, where should people go and focus their attention and their efforts nowadays? What what do you recommend? Uh, I would say to focus as best you can. Maybe pick two of them. Um, I personally I just spend a lot of time on Facebook, so I like Facebook. And Instagram seems to be the perfect medium for or media for photographers, um, at least from what I've seen. Twitter, it's great, but it's a little more text-based. Whereas most, pretty much every photographer I know has Instagram. And if you want to kind of connect with other photographers all around the world, or um, in my case, brides and in some people's, basically everyone that's consuming images is probably on Instagram. Um, and then Facebook's a little more for the social for. Uh, group conversations and the group that we run and all kinds of things like that that's a little more social whereas Instagram is a little more like you just kind of blast stuff out. Um, Snapchat is huge. I got really deep into it a couple years ago and then I just couldn't maintain so many social channels at once and it started to become almost feel like work that I'm like okay I have to go out and film a Snapchat story today uh, which shouldn't be how it is and if that's the way that you feel you probably shouldn't be on that uh, social media platform. Um, uh, I have to admit, I don't know anything about Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> something to. Well, my daughter uses Snapchat a bit. I think so. Mm-hmm. so I think it's very much for the young people. I'm not young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should look into it. Uh, what, what kind of audience uh, does it attract? Um, you kind of build your own audience. It's uh, definitely a younger crowd. So I know that um, in the States, I don't know if you have um, senior photography where you're in when you're a high school senior, uh, basically you get a full page in your yearbook. Uh, we don't have it in Canada, but in the States they have it. And uh, my friend Mario is big into uh, senior photography. So he cultivates that channel because he knows that his entire target clientele is on that channel. Um, so it makes sense for him to go after it. Whereas myself um i just i haven't connected with an audience there yet and i find um i just find it a little easier to connect on facebook and that type of thing um but yeah it's just filming little behind the scenes snippets of your day and uh it's mm-hmm. not as polished and professional as everything else which is yeah. both good and bad it's um good because it shows that you're human and that like hey this is my photography setup today and maybe you've like glued some reflectors places and people can see what a mess your life really is um, or how cool your life really is, depending on what you want to show. Um, whereas Instagram and Facebook and everything else is a little more curated and maybe you put a little more thought into exactly how it's going to look um, online. Any suggestion on how to get in, in contact with a lot of people on those networks? Uh, what's the, the best approach that you would recommend? I found that um, just joining groups, I, a long time ago, or maybe not even that long ago, uh, I used to love being on forms on websites. I loved them. Like, I love to have kind of uh, as a solo work from home entrepreneur. It was so fun to kind of have coworkers in a sense. Um, so I love to go on there and I love to communicate with the same people every day and bounce ideas off each other and kind of cheer along their successes and they'll cheer along yours. 
so I really like that. And that's kind of where I found a pretty good community. And that's why, uh, again, like we started the Facebook group so that like, again, we have kind of this little office space, I guess, uh, with the same people and we can talk every day. Uh, and it feels a little more, you feel a little more like home when you're out in this world that, uh, you're just kind of this solo entrepreneur trying to figure it out. Um, and then for Instagram, I just started, uh, I started with kind of my friends group that was maybe, um, 300 people, I think. And every day just posted something new and kind of used a few hashtags to hopefully get a little bit of exposure and kind of kept pushing on that every day. And, uh, it, it grows pretty fast if you have good content Mm -hmm. and you make sure to kind of keep it looking good and cohesive that if somebody comes to your page, they know exactly what they're going to get. It's not like a mismatch, uh, mash together self, like cell phone selfies and stuff like that. It's on my actual Instagram, uh, my Taylor Jackson photo that's for my professional stuff. It's just all digital SLR pictures with the exception of a few. Um, but on my personal one, which I no longer really update because I ran out of time, um, it's a little more kind of like just cell phone photos. And I, I don't mind if I shoot something at night with my phone and it's a little grainy and a little incorrect on that channel. Whereas I really make sure that everything is professional um, on my main channel. Okay, so any suggestions for aspiring travel photographers that maybe want to follow in your footsteps? Uh, it's as expensive as you want to make it. Uh, if you're in your early 20s and you're just out of school and you don't mind backpacking, uh, that's the way that you can kind of see the world. Um, just be very careful not to bring too much gear if you are backpacking. I've heard a lot of bad stories about that. Um, but just be aware and be a good traveler. Uh, if you are a little bit older, uh, like myself, it's nice to stay in nice hotels, which is why it's a little expensive and that you do kind of have to subsidize a little bit of that with um, maybe offering up a few a few little things to the hotels and the experiences to kind of soften the cost a bit. But I would just say go out and take as many pictures as you can around your wherever you live. Um, I think there's a huge opportunity for just documenting kind of your hometown and building your community at home and giving them something like that is just uh, is something that not a lot of people think about. And from there, once you kind of once you can make your own city look good, uh, a place that you've lived in probably for a little while and maybe you can see it in a new perspective. At that point, I think you kind of move on to the rest of the world uh, and just go places and get inspired and the two places that you see will open up maybe this other place that you want to see. Then you'll meet someone that tells you that you have to go to this place. And and then it's just infinite and you'll never stop. <laughs> that, that resonates a lot with what I was reading just maybe just a couple hours ago. I was reading this uh, blog post by a friend of mine, Victor Lizarov, who is a Canadian, by the way, as well. Okay. <laughs> she, he's from Montreal. So. Okay. And he had this blog post about... Uh, how to start in travel photography and his suggestion was basically now first go you go shoot your own hometown mm-hmm. and try to think of it as a, as if it were a travel destination try to to create a story to to show people from other places how your town looks like then maybe take a two-day driving trip around and he being in montreal said you could go to boston or toronto and so mm-hmm. on and then uh, maybe do a family trip and take some time aside from for, for photography and then you, you start uh, getting good at planning, finding places and uh, uh, building a portfolio, making uh, stories from your shoots and so on. I think that's uh, that's very good advice and, and pretty much what you were saying, you know, in a sense. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's an amazing world, and it's you just you just kind of make that list of places that you'd like to go, and mm-hmm. eventually you'll get there. And sp- speaking of places you'd like to go, you have a, a new trip coming up for 2016. So yeah, where are you planning to go? Um, so for season two of the show, uh, ideally, uh, again, why it would be nice to make some money off season one uh, is because I want to go to Antarctica. Uh, that's kind of the number one on my list, but it's very expensive and it takes quite a little while to get there. It's not a weekend trip. It's a, it's a 14 or 20 day trip, uh, minimum. So I'd like, I'd love to do that. And, uh, another weird thing that I want to do is you can, uh, take shipping container cruises. So instead of a regular cruise, you're on like an actual cargo ship and it's really cheap and you just kind of hang out on this container ship, um, either across the ocean or across, uh, from destination to destination, but you can leave basically from any port in the world. I mean, you, you're, um, not, you're not actually staying inside the container. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> you have a you have a room. It's um, it's similar. It's it's like a cheap hotel room. It's yeah, the bare necessities. <laughs> <laughs> Although that might be a thing. They, yeah. they have a lot of hotel <laughs> you, rooms available. That, that's completely <laughs> free. I mean, you just hide inside the container. <laughs> Probably not very safe. Not not really recommended. We're we're no. just kidding. <laughs> in case secure. in case somebody's thinking, oh, we should really do that. <laughs> <laughs> just mail yourself across the world. No, it's um, it actually probably be more expensive to do that to buy the actual container and ship yourself. Then oh, yeah. no, I was um, just thinking of uh, hiding inside one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, and but you're also, I think, planning of more of a, a relaxed trip to to Europe. Uh, yeah. Hotels, as you said, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. And in May, I think, um, Mm -hmm. is when approximately May, we haven't set firm dates yet, but, um, around that time, uh, around the time that you're actually doing your excursion, um, I'll hopefully be in the area around, um, kind of Northern Italy, but we'll see. That that, that would would really be nice to, to meet in person. Mm -hmm. I'd love that. Okay. So, I uh, would like to, to thank you for being with us today. Uh, we're going to, to wrap up this show. Uh, if there's anything else you would like to add? Um, no, just uh, if, you, if you're interested in the series, head over to a photographerin.com and you can sign up for the newsletter and you'll get an email as soon as the first episode's out. And then from there, you'll get an email every week until the episodes are done. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, subscribe myself. So waiting for your first episode. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so, excited too. I haven't finished them. So <laughs> that, that would be a photographerin.com and yep. your main website is uh, uh Taylorjacksonphoto.com. Taylor Photo. We will put links to your uh, website and um, social media channels. As usual, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Anything in, uh, in the show notes. So thanks again and uh, all the best for your travels and your weddings and uh, and congratulations on your engagement. Thank you so much. And thanks again for having me. You're welcome. Take care. Bye.